welcome. <laughs> I'm gonna step on you so hard. Welcome back to Wingspan and Witches. I'm Hannah, and the one who can't stop laughing is Sarah. Sarah, how was your week? <laughs> terrible. <sighs> it was terrible. Um, two-year-olds are mean. <laughs> <laughs> so are 82-year-olds. They never grow out of it, as the people say. <laughs> They're all liars. Oh, goodness. But on the very tail end of a bad week, I got a new car. So we are good. I'm so excited about your new car. I'm so excited about it, too. I feel so I'm excited to ride in it. I know. I told mom and dad on the phone that I felt powerful. <laughs> <laughs> because you bought a new car and it sits high. <laughs> yeah. How yeah, though, because I was real tired of sitting real low. Daddy called it a go-kart. Yeah, he called it a go-kart. My old. Not inaccurate. It kind of sounded like a go-tart, go-tart, a go-kart, too. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but the new one's so quiet. Right? And I We have the same car now, don't we? Yeah, but mine's black. And mine's white. Dad said we were yin and yang. Aw. So... Fancy us. Fancy. Having new cars. Buying big girl things. Oh, big girl things. Lots of the monies. All of the money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this week on Wingspan and Witches, we read the next book in the Infernal Devices series, which is Clockwork Prince. I also kind of read, um, what was the book I was just telling you about? These violent delights. Oh yes. Um, if you have a um OCD tendency of scratching a lot when you just think about mice, would not recommend. <laughs> Trigger warning for anybody out there thinking about these violent delights. Don't sleep alone. Have someone to scratch your back. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Good to know for when I start it. <laughs> so, in the Clockwork Prince, the story picks up with. Tessa still at the Institute with all of the shadow hunters. Um, they find out the identity of the Magister. At the end of Clockwork Angel. Yes. And so they start researching into the Magister and his background and his history with the shadow hunter shadow hunters. And during this process, Charlotte's position as head of the London Institute is threatened. She is challenged by another shadow hunter um, named Benedict Lightwood, who is not a very nice person. Um, and so you kind of see them start to investigate more into the Magister, what he wants with Tessa, his connection to the shadow hunters. And you see Tessa start interacting a lot more with the other shadow hunters at the institute yes um and they're given two weeks to basically hunt down the magister and bring him in which is unfair yeah kind of wild basically impossible for them to do right um without any help right they did get a lot of information though so they did they they did good points for them (laughs) points oh my So do you have um, 
you get introduced to new characters in this story and kind of learn more into the other characters. So they were all the, all the shadow hunter feels. Absolutely. Um, I, the new character that I love is, I love Gideon, but I also just really love, um, Sophie's not new, but like the, you actually get to see her character development more in this book and get to know her a little bit better. And so in this new-ish character is my favorite. Just seeing Sophie be like a complete bad A as a parlor maid basically is awesome. So that's completely unfair. That is exactly what I wrote down for <laughs> my favorite character arc that kind of went up with Sophie when she starts kind of training and you see her come more into like more confident and just basically, yeah, become a bad A from where she was so quiet and small before to where like Gideon recognizes her natural talent with like training and with training as a shadow hunter yeah and like one of my favorite parts of this whole book is when sophie smacks or knocks out jessamine with a silver mirror (laughs) yes (laughs) and it's just like i read that part and i woke up one of my kids during nap time because i started laughing so hard (laughs) so (laughs) oh man yeah that's a good part it's such a good part all the parts of this book are my favorite it's very it was very hard for me to pick i didn't even pick one favorite part i have like four written written down (laughs) Uh, one of my favorite parts is when will gets the bad news about his family and then goes off on like a bender kind of um now that's not my favorite part but when they come back to the institute and Jim is so upset and Tessa goes to comfort him and then they like you start to see them like actively falling in love and yes part. like seeing their it's not just like one favorite part in this book it's like multiple little parts yeah it's a small parts and then towards the end when he um proposes it's like he says i can offer you my life but it is a short life i can offer you my heart though i have no idea how many more beats it shall sustain but i love you enough to hope that you will not care that i am being selfish and trying to make the rest of my life whatever its length happy by spending it with you i want to be married to you tessa i want it more than i have ever wanted anything else in my entire life that is if you love me too yeah let me i cried (laughs) cried during that scene (laughs) It just gets my heart all crumbly. Yes, it's so cute. And he's just such a pure little ray of sunshine. Yes. And like the part that you're like where Will went out on this bender and you see like that's the first time you ever see Jim like truly angry. Mm -hmm. And that part like just it made me so sad for him because like you see his like his brother basically like kind of not making like a mockery of him but that's kind of how Jim saw it and so Mm -hmm. you it's just so sad it's a side of Jim that makes him a little bit more human whereas before he feels kind of like this 
he definitely feels like a book character where yes where like he doesn't get angry gentle and witty and then you see this side of him where he's like intensely frustrated and angry and like acting in that anger yes acting out of like this really selfless place he's and he acts like a 17 year old which he is in this book instead of like a book character that we all think are like they're like labeled as like teenagers but they never act that way right so it's like it's nice to see them act kind of their own age and in their own maturity levels yes absolutely although i would probably be a little angry too if my best friend did that to me yeah my favorite quote from this book is one of the last few pages of the book um and will and tessa are talking and Will says, we, part of his, you know, speech that he's giving her, um, <laughs> is we live and breathe words. And it was books that made me feel that perhaps I wasn't quite a, so alone. And I, the we live and breathe words is my, one of my favorite book quotes of all time. <sighs> that whole part is when I first read this and at the end of high school that whole quote just I mean I have it written on a sticky note in the front of the book because that whole quote just felt it made me feel so seen yes (laughs) that whole little bit about um books saving his life basically yes just really hit me in the feels and it hits me in the feels every time I reread this and I think this is like the seventh time I've reread this exactly because it makes you like you see them as other not like other book nerds but like people who get lost in books and get lost in other worlds within books even though that's what they are to us right and they talk about that a lot in these books like him and tessa will and tessa passing books back and forth talking about like like when tessa makes a decision in one of the in this book she's like oh i'm like this book character who lived fearlessly and didn't let everyone do the fighting for her. Boadicea. Bo-di- yes. Boadicea. Bo-di- I can't remember her name. So thank you. Bo-di- 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't pronounce half the, half the words they talk about when they're talking about books. Um, what it is to live in 2020. Do you also find yourself, when they're speaking in other languages, Googling what they're saying, even though you know it'll tell you later? No, because I know it'll tell me later. Oh, <laughs> just have to know right then. Oh, <laughs> or like, like in the carriage when Jim lies to her about what he's saying. Yeah, so that one, I didn't look up because I knew later it would tell me. But when Will starts speaking in Welsh, I'm like... I have no idea if the translation he's giving me is correct. That I did not even think to look up, but now I'm kind of curious. <laughs> and I mean, it is correct. I did oh, look man. it up. Greg <laughs> did not like the lack of vowels. So that was a fun 10 minutes of me trying to type a bunch of consonants. Oh my goodness. Oh, so my favorite part of the book is, oh my gosh, I said I could not pick one. There's... So, Jim's proposal at the end just makes me cry. Or, not at the end. Just every time. 
every single time. It just makes me tear up because he's so pure and adorable and he just loves her so much. And it's just the cutest thing. And then I don't want to give a spoiler, but not real old if you haven't read them yet. We told you to do that a a week ago, so (laughs) get it together. Read two books in a week like us. (laughs) Um, I read it in like 24 hours. (laughs) When Will starts singing the Demon Pox song. Ah, yes. (laughs) That is one of my favorite parts because Jim is like, oh, we're in for it now. Pox jokes all week long. Like, they just. That's also something so their age that's like joking about something, making mm-hmm. making up stupid songs, like just it's just funny. Yes. Um and I think that's like right after Will finds out that the curse isn't a thing. Real. Um and so you can actually see like the joy in him knowing like that he's free from that. Yes. And he's like they're all wondering what's wrong with him because he's so happy. Like, like singing the song. And he probably, like, if he still thought the curse was a thing, he probably would have kept singing. Like, he probably still would have had the song, but he wouldn't have been singing it as, like, joyfully. It probably would have been a little bit more sarcastic. And I just yes. need to see that. It was kind of like an immediate change in him. Yes. I mean, that's understandable, too, though. Like... But his also, one of my all-time favorite books is, like, his giant speech to Tessa at the end. And, like, it doesn't end well. It ends very sadly. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, oh, my gosh. His, like, him talking about him, like, reading her letters to Nate and, like, just, like, his process of, like, him falling in love with her is just every, like, it just makes me sad. Yeah. Like, reading it every time, I'm like, oh, I want someone to love me like this. Mm. I mean, not be brutally mean as he was to her, but, like, right, to love me like he loves her. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also like that throughout this book, he kind of quotes Tessa back at other people. Like, the part in the first book where it says, if no one in the world cares about you, do you really exist at all? Mm-hmm. And then he like quotes that a couple times in this book yes like he takes what she says to him and it's like he keeps it stored and then applies it kind of to himself right on it's a good time yep i also had that quote memorized i didn't have to read it look at you go it's that memory rune i got somewhere hidden okay (laughs) jk jk so, when I was reading, this is something weird that, not weird that I noticed, um, on page 400, and, or my book at page 493, um, Tessa is talking to Jim, and she remembers something that Magnus said to her, and she said, we are chained, or Magnus had said to her, we are chained to this life by a chain of gold, and we dare not to sever it for fear of what lies beyond the drop. And then the sequel series to this is called Chain of Gold. Yes. <laughs> and I thought that was because she was telling, like, they're talking about, um, she was talking to Jim about, like, him being sick and how 
like they're gonna stay connected and I think it's just like Cassandra Clare did such a good job of like keeping these books connected by their kids by Chain of Gold and I was just like I was reading that and I read it and I was like oh my gosh like Cassandra Clare you've been playing in this series for a while (laughs) right (laughs) or she went back and found a quote that she could use to connect it and that's just made me so happy (laughs) also when does that next book come out I don't know but I'm ready for it because it left on such a cliffhanger it left in such a terrible way (laughs) in like the most heart shattering way so angry about it I think I texted you and I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever looked at. Yes. And you were so mad. I was. It was like just one heartbreak too many. And that whole book just makes you like kind of frustrated because. It's like constant miscommunication. Yes. And if they were better at it, then this wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. But also. James is so much like Will. That is just infuriating. Right. Also, I just remembered one of my other favorite parts on this book. Oh, shoot. Hit me with it. Um, When they're talking about riding the train to, what was it, Yorkshire or something mm-hmm. like that? And she was like, I've never been on a train. Something, something, something. And <laughs> me knowing this very well, clearly. And Will says, I've never swam naked in the Thames, but I'm Tame. pretty sure. Thames, whatever. <laughs> um. And he's like, but I'm pretty sure I wouldn't enjoy it. And she was like, oh, but what a sight, what a joy for the sightseers to see or something, something like that. I don't know. They're witty banter in this book. Yes. Next level. Yes. Yeah. And it's so good. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Hold on. I'm about to find this quote because it's going to drive me insane. Yeah, you didn't quote it very well. Well. <laughs> Love you long time. <laughs> Or when when she blah, blah, when Will says they're asking how they're gonna blend Tessa in at the institute at the other institute, and Jim says my aunt or yours, and Will says yes she doesn't really look like either of us does she? Perhaps she's a girl who's fallen madly in love with me and persists on following me wherever I go, and Tessa says my talent is shape shifting Will not acting. Yes, and it made Jim laugh and Will just glared at him, and like. She was so against acting like someone in love with Will in that moment. But the second Jim is like, pretend to be my fiance. She's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like me too, girl. But <laughs> honestly, yeah. Um, Jim is the best book boyfriend. Uh, he is. Where is this? This quote. Oh. Um, when Tessa says, I won't know if I like it until I try it, will I? And Will says, I've never swum naked in the, what is it? Thames. Thames. But I know I wouldn't like it. And Tessa says, but think of how entertaining for sightseers. And Will ha- or Jim had to like hide his head to laugh. Um, and w- Will just rolled his eyes and changed the subject. <laughs> it's like, she's always just so quick to debunk his fun little plans Mm -hmm. also i have no idea if it's actually tames but i think it is and i don't remember from that one time i went to london so and you just correct me like it's no big deal (laughs) 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 well if we're wrong we're wrong 
it's fine. No one knows how to pronounce half the words in here, like parapetai. I don't know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> Any hit. Oh my god. Tims. Tims? Team? Tims? I thought it was Thames, because like the H. Yeah, but people in England don't pronounce things the same way we do. What's well, dumb? Uh, Tims. Tame? Tims? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it says, well, this isn't, I don't know. It says you're saying it wrong. Tim's. It rhymes with Jim's. So we're both saying it wrong. Oh, why? Then why is it an A and not an I? <laughs> this is like when the British put E's instead of A's for gray. Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't remember which way I, it goes. Color. And the other one was gray is always a color. <laughs> But people were like, the Americans put it with an A for America, and the English put it as an E for the England. I don't know about that. I don't know either. <laughs> but Tessa spells her with an A, so that's how we're doing it. Okay. Your TikTok knowledge. Well, Anywho. Anyway. <laughs> Rambling. Yes. Well, I hope Next week goes better for both of us. Yes. And your two-year-olds aren't terrible, and I don't have 82-year-olds biting me. I did cry on Target parking lot, but that was my own fault. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, Friday was a doozy for the both of us. Yeah. Anywho. Anyway. Next, next time on Wingspan and Witches, we will not get so distracted by pronunciations. Will we? Hopefully not. I don't know. I can pronounce most words in the next book. <laughs> I don't know what happens up in the old cranium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that game, cranium? No, y'all never let me play it with you. Oh, well, one time I helped our parents win the most points because I knew which March sister died in Little Women. Well, I never finished that book. Spoiler alert, I don't remember. Beth? Beth. <laughs> I remember that from Friends. <laughs> yep, Beth. Because Rachel says to Joey, Beth dies, and then Joey starts crying. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I know that. I got two pages into that book and was like, no. <laughs> yeah, I think as a kid it had the abridged version. Nice. I'm yeah. willing to watch the movie. Yeah, with Emma Watson, I'll watch anything. Right? And, um, what's her name? Florence Pugh. Yeah, I don't know her very well, but I do love Emma Watson. Anyway. Thank you for listening to Wingspan and Witches, and we'll see you next time talking about Clockwork Princess. Deuces. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Edit that out. (laughs) Nope. Bye. Bye.